Good morning, good day, good evening, dear listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag From Coach to Coach, Hashtag We Talk on Mondays. Today I have a privilege to have a friend of mine, Jax, from New Zealand. He, What I know from him, he's in the world of the gamers, gaming side. And now let's listen to his stories. Jack, welcome. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. No, thanks to you, Jack. Thanks to you. Thanks for, for being with us here. So I heard that you're, you know, tell me your story. I heard you're you're in a gaming or gamer. Just tell me what's, what's all about that. All of the above. Um, game developer for uh, since 2007, which is... Well, that's quite a while ago now, 14 years, I think. Um, I um, started as a graphic designer way back. I uh, always wanted to get into games since I was uh, really, really young. I think uh, my first time I told my parents I wanted to be a game developer was when I was seven years old. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I actually um, didn't speak English uh, very well until much later in my life. And I learned English by playing games, sitting with I a see. dictionary and looking up the words in, in my native language, Afrikaans, and then looking what it would be in English so I could type it in. So I was playing those like text adventure games, uh, which is quite challenging when you don't speak English and, and you're a child and you can't really read well. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Uh, good motivation, though. Um, but yeah, when I, when I um, got into my passion industry games, finally, I always wanted to be um, an artist. I actually wanted to be a you know, a 3D artist, but I, I had a natural kind of tendency towards the leadership roles and I, I would like to talk a lot. And so I became a game designer and quickly I was a lead game designer. Um, got to travel the world and I saw Germany and Singapore and I was in New Zealand twice and worked out of South Africa, but did a bit of writing. And then, um, yeah, finally kind of moved up into product ownership, which is more about leading um, bigger teams and being more product focused. Now, finally in New Zealand, I became a, a manager looking after product owners. Mm-hmm. And so I became conscious that my leadership skills had always been kind of like a, I'll show by doing kind of thing. And I was kind of out of my depth there uh, in terms of like, I didn't really, you know, have all these leadership skills that are required when you can't be on a project with someone showing them how to do it the best way. Um, and I was kind of taking this, um, I think they call it seagull managing. Uh, like okay. It's either directing or, or delegating. And I would fly in and I would try and fix everything for people and they'd get really upset and I would get really upset and everyone would get upset. And I would save the thing, but kind of in the process, I would be destroying quite a lot of like, uh, you know, other people's hopes and dreams about how they would interface with it. And as we were going through an ad, Agile transition, uh, one of the new Scrum Masters we appointed, Anton Rodeman, who's a good friend of mine, also a coach, ICF, um, you know, working towards the same uh, ACC credentials as I and myself. Uh, he introduced me to the idea of coaching. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I kind of get it. You know, the Socratic method, you just ask some questions and people get what they're supposed to do and then it works, right? Like it's easy. Yeah. Uh, just do it. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> that kind of like mentality, right? Um, and so finally I came to a, a point where I was really burnt out. I was getting 
anxiety attacks, all kinds of horrible things were happening physiologically to me uh, from just stress because I couldn't get things to work. I had too many people that was reporting to me, too many flyers, too many things. Seagull managing wasn't working. I couldn't get people to do the things right because my approach wasn't sustainable. I would fly in, mm-hmm. I would fix the thing, I would go away, and everything would fall apart behind me because the people I left behind didn't understand what I was trying to accomplish. Mm. And so I started CMA training with uh, Ben at uh, Coach Masters Academy. And the weirdest thing happened. It was like going through a mental transformation of leadership where it was more humanizing towards the people I was working with and the people were finding me um, easier to, to engage with. Um, I was having more impact. And as my training progressed, I was getting better and better at being able to um, help people solve their own problems through what they had, their resources, their understanding, their ideas, and helping them move into reflective space to figure out how to sustainably um, change things. And so when I was done with my um, initial training, I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is wonderful. Um, I started coaching people at work. Um, I started you know, realizing that you know, this is actually something I really enjoy, probably more than any of the other things I've done in my past. And I've done quite a variety of things. Um, and as I, I progressed, I realized, oh, well, you know, if I'm not in training, like I've actually got these, this old mental path that's really easy to get back onto. I need to form a habit in this new path and I actually need to really commit to coaching in order to be able to stay on that path. And so I also opted for the advance so I could go towards PCC. And at that point, I kind of found myself in this full-on commitment to become a real coach. And not just for leadership purposes, but actually be a coach. Um, and that's how I got here. <laughs> that's why I'm doing coaching um, as probably 50-50 at this point. Guys, you have to, upon this story of, of Jacques, you have to see, or to, I mean, you have to see he, the smile he has in his face when he was sharing this story. It looks like, um, you know, what, it's like what he started. It's like he started as, as a gaming, you know, like a, doing something that he, he, he liked, he enjoyed. And this kind of determination at the same time as learning of how Jax or himself are able to, to cope and to improve and and embracing this journey of being a coach looks like there's some kind of transformation in him at the same time he's able also to to provide some kind of broader support the people he's he's managing and there's like a big transformation in that sense how, yeah. how does it sound to you Jack yeah transformation is the key right? I feel I, I actually wanted to know more about how much I had changed recently and I was talking with my manager about it and my manager actually told me like you know this because um, the company paid for my original um, you know, training. Since then, I've invested in myself in more training. But he, from his perspective, it was the best money he'd spent, <laughs> you know, training-wise, um, yeah. because the transformation was so noticeable. And I sent out an anonymous survey to to some people that I worked with to 
to have a better understanding of like, you know, what they thought before I started learning how to become a coach and afterwards. And I had them write me on, on supportiveness. And from their perspective, prior to becoming a coach, I was a like three out of five, right? Like um, I was probably doing as much harm as I was necessarily adding value. And afterwards, most of them were putting me at a five and one of them put me at a four. So it was like, you know, the supportiveness level had gone way up. And if we're talking like um, uh, the situational leadership model, previously I only had these two quadrants. I, I could only use um, directive style or delegate style. Yeah. I had no access to the mentoring and the coaching styles. And now I'm able to fit to the style, to the person, because I, I have access to coaching and coaching with experience and understanding the, the domain gives me access to mentoring as well. So suddenly my supportiveness net level can be adjusted based on what the person needs, not based on what I need, not based on what, you know, my desperate desperation level is. And this is super exciting. I, I love that. It's, um, it feels really good to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like what you said about, you said instead of focusing on what you need with the coaching, uh, you know, learning that you are in the journey that you are, it looks like you are able to look more on the person's needs as an individual, right? One of the things I like also what you said is about this. Now you're committed to this path to be a coach. So how do you see yourself now? How's your commitment there? And how do you see those needs? I can't see a future where I'm not a coach anymore. For me, the future looks like I'll probably slowly but surely move more and more into that space. Agile is also a, a love of mine. I'll probably uh, continue to work towards things like enterprise coach, um, agile enterprise coach. But I definitely want to have one-on-one -on -one coaching as part of any endeavor that I do in the future. I, I think it's like in my past, there was always the, the hero with a cape flying in to save the day. And I realized that that hero actually, you know, just like the Avengers leaves more destruction in his wake yeah. <laughs> than he necessarily saved them from. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Who can, you can't really tell, right? The destruction is so absolute. Um, and this coaching thing, you're not a hero. You're a support, you're a support player. You're standing behind great people and helping them be great. And you don't have to be the best. All you have to do is to help them be the best they can be. And they be perform better than you could perform because there's more of them and they can do more things. <laughs> I like what you said there. It's like you have to be there. Support them and help them to be better. Mm -hmm. To reach their potential, right? Mm -hmm. So if you would have the chance, you know, to to not to not to, to, to convince, but if you were being approached by someone, what could you how would you say yourself 
in order to not to convince but to tell that individual hey I'm Josh I'm a coach and I do this what would you you know how, how could you summarize let's say mm-hmm. I it's a good question um, I think from my from my perspective what I offer is support and belief in what the person can do my purpose is is to maximize potential in others. And as long as the person is willing to do the work, because let's face it, coaching is no get-rich-quick scheme. Like, you, we're not going to have a profound conversation and suddenly you're going to beat the world. There's work involved. When you walk out of a session, you're going to have to want to work on the things that we discussed. Otherwise, you ain't going nowhere. Um, so I'm going to be there helping you see why you can do what you want to do. And I'll help you gain the motivation to want to do what you want to do. And then it's going to be up to you to do what you want to do. <laughs> well, dear listeners, I hope you were able to to get what the that message of, of Jack here. You're able to see what you're able to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Anything else, Jack, that you would like to share? Hmm. Yeah, I think the only only thing that I I would add to this is that this journey is great, not just because um, it makes you better as a coach, but it also helps you be a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that it's too easy when you're just living a normal life to get caught up in um, being selfish and self-centered and worrying about what you need. Yes. And it's wonderful how spending time with people on a regular basis, just connecting with them and having your primary focus be to serve those people, how in the rest of your life you become a better person. And like for me, I've become a better dad. I've become a better husband. I've become a more um, you know, giving person. I'm more happy to, to uh, engage with random people that I don't know. I've always been an introvert. I still am an introvert. <laughs> and I would always kind of like keep to myself in public settings. And now I find myself engaging with people I normally would have been like, you know, kind of nervous and scared to engage with. Because it's about them. It's not about me. I'm, I'm just there to make other people work, do what they can do and reach their potential. So if anybody ever wants to be better, this is a great way to do that. <laughs> ah, I will had I put that in my headline for you guys. <laughs> if you want to be better, there's a, there's a way to be be a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well. well again guys, this is the story of Jax. And as we said in this in this in this in this program of ours, it's like I'm here to listen the stories and I will share them. This is the story of Jax, where he said that it's about them, it's about the people, for him to support and make them better. Jax, thank you, thank you for the story. I was a nice. And opening, you know, side of where you are and how are you able to commit in this path. 
Thank you very much, Jack. Thank you, Francisco. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you. Well, dear listeners, again, this is another story I will share. This from coach to coach. We talk on Mondays. This is Francisco, your host. Good morning, good day, good evening. Thank you, and, and see you in the next episode. Thank you very much.